the FCM Fit Podcast with Jimmy and Flavia. Hello and welcome to the FCM Fit Podcast with Jimmy and Flavia. In today's episode, we talk about the challenges that we are facing at present and how we can help ourselves and each other through this time. We also talk about what changes we are making at FCM Fit to help you. And we talk to Haley and Neil from Parallel Coaching about how they stay motivated and their secrets to a happy and successful life. So, right, where do we begin this week? How to start? Well, I suppose first off, it's been, I think, probably two, maybe two and a half, three weeks since we last did the podcast. We usually try and do these every week, every, uh, you know, uh, fortnightly. But obviously the world has changed quite a lot in the last two weeks and um, it's changing every day. I don't know, where do we begin? It's uh, it's quite incredible really. I think it's it's one of those things that you never think you will have to deal with or experience in a lifetime. You think back to years ago when people went through wars and you know all of these things and, and in 2020 you don't think about ever having to go to that point do you where supermarkets don't have enough you know food where um you know people have to stay indoors and it feels unsafe to go out it's like a bad movie it's like a bad movie it's it's just something that was not in our brains at all that we would ever have to in this day and age sort of face no it was i mean it just seems well it was only a couple of weeks ago we were getting over storm jorge (laughs) You know, we were we were walking around where we live, and you know, we we got a bit of flooding around here. So it doesn't seem long ago since we were dealing with no, that. No, but we, for that, that that was already like, oh, look at that. You know, the roads closed because of the flooding again. You know, that was quite a bad thing. That, like you say, the storm, a bit of heavy wind was like, oh no, it's a storm. We have to be careful. You know, and then something like this happens, and wow, it to me, it just makes me think that we are so small. We are so sworn kind of really insignificant in, in a way because something like this comes along and it tells us all what to do, how to do it and when to do it. You know, we have no control whatsoever. Um, but you know how I feel about the whole thing, you know, how I feel about the planet and, you know, I think there's like a scientific side to things and there's also like a spiritual side to things. And um, it wasn't that long ago that we were in lovely Cornwall and we were taking photos of the um, the beach after the, one of the storms and the beach had brought in um, a whole load of... The sea had brought in a whole load of plastics and left it on, you know, obviously on, on, on the shore. So when we did our dog walk, we went round and we took photos. We also took a bin bag and we collected as much rubbish as we as we possibly could. But there were bottles and plastic and all sorts of things, weren't there? And it, it kind of really affected us because we'd never been there after a storm. Mm. And we kind of realised, wow, we really are, you know, it puts it into perspective how much we're actually really, you know, damaging the world and the planet. Yeah. Uh, and that's just a t- one of the things that we're doing. You've got, you know, the car scenario. We often walk around and you know, talk about how they're trying to change cars and in 20, 30 years, everybody will be on electric cars. Why? Because the planet cannot cope. So I believe in the scientific side of things. I also believe that, you know, the planet is a planet and... It's the universe. The universe is really important. I mean, we've got to understand that, you know, we've talked before about affirmations. We talked about energy. We talk about, 
kind of meditation, things like that. That's with your energy connecting with the universe. You know, there is there there is greater things out there exactly. than just us, and we have categorically overpopulated. Yeah, and we've categorically abused, taken more than we've sown on this earth. Yeah, and when you're given a planet that you can live on so well and so you can create such a fantastically amazing life, you know, you would think that. As a population, a worldwide population, the priority, priority would have been to protect that planet. To protect that there's other planets out there where you, they're not livable. We have a planet that is livable, that provides us with food, with fresh air, with water, provides us with ed- everything. So surely, you know, humans should have set out from the start to look after and make it even better and flourish more. But what have we done? No, we are the culprits of actually the planet coming to its kind of, you know, its uh, its needs, really. So, yeah, the universe, I think, really does play a major, major role. And, you know, it was interesting. I don't know if any of, anyone's, any of you have seen, there's a video knocking around with Bill Gates in 2015. Mm. And he did this whole kind of keynote speech. And, and, it's incredible. Uh, and predicted that this our biggest happen. threat to humanity at the moment would be a virus. Because we were not in any way, shape or form able to cope with it, with the way that we live our lives. And, you know, the fact that, as you said, in this day and age, in 2020, we are so fragile. It's almost like someone, whether you believe in God, whether you believe whatever you believe in of of the higher universe, has sent a very, very distinct message to us and said, listen, you mean nothing. Mm. You are fragile. I'm the one with the power and I'm the one who can crush you just like that. Exactly. But I still find it so difficult to believe that you put humans on a planet, as I said, that gives you so much and their priority above anything else in life is not to look after that planet. And we are at a point now where billions and billions of pounds are being spent to try and correct our mistakes. We're trying to get rid of cars. We're trying to clear the oceans. Money is being spent, billions are being spent because we messed up. We messed up. We never needed to get to this point. We never needed to be overpopulated. We never needed to get to a point where, you know, housing is like essential to the point where they are building on every little bit of green land and in people's gardens. That people, you know, every household has three, four cars. We didn't need to get to this point, and now we're trying to solve a problem that we didn't need to create in the first place. So, you know, we are people that obviously try and think how, you know, we like to think out of the box. We like to think how we deal with it. So how how do we deal with a situation like this? I mean, I, it's, I was saying to someone earlier, it's like dog eat dog. You know, everyone is, everyone is kind of having to come it's, up with survival tactics. That there's two different elements. On the one hand, it's all dog-eat-dogging in some areas because when people start struggling, then it is every man for himself. On the other hand, you also have to applaud and appreciate all the people who are helping, you know, the homeless, helping, you know, people who are in isolation, elderly people. You know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of good. So we need to also you know look at both sides of the of the coin i think for us obviously we're looking after my parents who are elderly 
And it's, uh, you know, it's very, very, very scary um, being somebody that, you know, has to go and look after elderly people because you are just constantly afraid of what you might. People aren't listening. No, unfortunately. I I wish I, I could say, you know, I think everybody's doing great and everybody's like, you know, on the same page. But it's horrendous. It's sad to say. But again, it goes down to the same. Now, we got ourselves as a planet onto, you know, in into this mess where we are, are at. And I think we are in a mess as far as the planet is concerned. And we are now making a mess of this situation because it seems to me that human beings, you know, are not a particularly clever species. So what do you, what, what would you say? <clears throat> Excuse me. What would you say our options are? I mean, do, do you think we should, you know, some people say we should be in lockdown. Some people say they should be enforcing kind of almost martial law that people adhere to the rules. But that in itself is not really, it's going to create so many more of the problems. Well, the thing is, I mean, in other countries, we're the only country that's still wandering around the streets. You know, you go outside. We've been to Sainsbury's, horrendous. You know, there's people on top of each other walking literally right next to you there's people I can see coughing even you know cashiers you know we've seen everything haven't we petrol stations I think supermarkets are probably probably the worst place at the moment yeah people are not keeping their distance at all here and I know in Italy for example I've seen photos and images of um, you know police enforcing space between customers when they're going in and out of supermarkets at cash desks and things like that we're not doing that at this moment in time so what will the consequences be? I don't know. Well, I mean, there is the, they're, they're in a very difficult situation because I think from what I can gather and from what I've read, there are three ways to bring life as we know it back to a degree of normality. The first one is to find a vaccine, right? Which is going to take what they say at least a year to 18 months. The second is to, for the human body to have, um, kind of have a natural immunity to the virus which could take anything up to two years and the third one is to actually change the way that we live which is never it's not necessarily going to eradicate the virus but i think that's probably the plan that is that is in action at the moment because you know boris johnson that they said that these these what's it, antibody kits that they are hoping to that work and hoping then they'll purchase and uh, i suppose at least they can they can have there'll be people out there who are immune who can go back into the workforce and keep the economy and keep the 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 country going however it doesn't leave a lot of room for maneuver and hope for the most vulnerable because what what are like so your parents like you know elderly people who've got underlying health issues for people who you know are having cancer treatment for all those sort of people that are at risk when are they going to be able to go back into society fully again and and also trust each you know trust each other enough i mean i i i can't see any other thing that human behavior has been changed f- forever mm. you know is the handshake ever coming back is the hug is the handshake is the th- is the greetings the people I mean, people got to be going to be wary, surely. But also, you know, we, at the end of the day, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, if they find a vaccine, great. But you know, like with the with the flu jab, you have your flu jab, and they will say, well, it covers certain strands of the virus that we we're expecting this year, but it doesn't cover all of them. So you might still get a form of a virus. Mm. We don't know if when they do find the vaccine for this. I don't have any, you know, science knowledge enough to say either way. But I, I don't understand whether that vaccine will 
for sure you know stop you from getting it or will this virus be able to mutate and change into something else so the vaccine will work for <sighs> some people but then there'll be a different form of it that comes well let's hope <laughs> let's hope it does i mean we've got to kind of live in hope i suppose but i think the greatest threat to us at the moment is the unknown and i think that's what is giving people that sense of fear and panic even though there are people having to keep calm you know there are people who are lose, losing or if not lost their jobs. There are, there are businesses, I mean, we know because we run a business, there are businesses that are having to adapt extremely quickly. It's like overnight to fight the what is going on. Um, there's, there's vulnerable people being uh, in self-isolation. Their society has, is changing. And you know what? We will get through this stage... Um, there will be a fallout from this, no doubt. There will be a lot of years of getting the, con you know, getting everything back together. But we've got to hang in there and actually believe that there is going to be a way through this. But it needs collective responsibility. I think for me, my my worry is, and I'm, I'm really, I, I am being positive about the whole situation, of course. But my worry is when this is when, like you say, we will get through this, and you know, at the other end. I worry a little bit about what is that going to mean? You know, what are people going to do when this is, because this is such a drastic thing for humans at this, you know, in 2020. How are people going to react? You know, what's going to be their, you know, their, I just think it's quite interesting to think about what people are going to do. Like everybody wants to go party. Everybody wants to celebrate. What is that going to cause? What is that going to mean? Yeah, I don't think... I personally don't think that that is the wisest thing that can be done. We'll just have to see. I mean, there is, again, it's an ever-moving situation. They don't know. Unless unless there is a vaccine or something that can safely eradicate this present virus, then there is always, always a risk of it sparking off again. Because that is the worry. We isolate, we kind of get it to a low level, we suppress it. Everyone goes bonkers and goes back and goes out again, and then it just kicks off again. Well, that's it. This is the thing. So uh, it's going to be a, a long road. I mean, we have to have faith. We have to have faith in the powers that be. We're going to have to because that's all we've got. Um, and they've, we've, but it only work if. if and and my other point is, you know, what I find slightly interesting about human nature is, like, we walk round. I don't know if people will agree or disagree with me, but I suppose it's, you know, we're all allowed our sort of opinions but we walk around here we do our dog walk for exercise for them which we have to do and I walk around and I I think about how normally like the road is busy and the traffic is busy you know we're, we kind of have to walk on the main road and then, and then obviously during this whole period there's been hardly any cars it's the odd car that goes by people are out and about in our sort of village area but you know there, there's distance there's you know all of these things and Part of me also does think that, like, well, what would be wrong if this was a normality? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm no way saying that people should be in lockdown. That should never be normal, elderly or weak people. But just generally having less cars, generally, you know, being a little bit more calm, you know. I just worry that people are very eager now to go back to the hustle and bustle and the craziness. And it's going to get even more life's going to be even more busier afterwards because everybody's going to want to drive. Everybody's going to be out and about. Every, you know, life is just going to be hectic even more than it was before. I think it would be nice if people just went, right, okay, 
the universe has kind of given it a break. We, there's been less fumes for already a week going into, you know, the sky and everything. There's been less maybe people drinking plastic bottles because they haven't been out and about. They've been at home drinking in cups. So maybe we've just slightly minimised, you know, the damage that we have been doing. Maybe we should try and continue that. You know, maybe we should work on that well, rather than just literally go full belt when this is over. Well, if you you know stay tuned, we've got a very interesting, poignant uh, message to you today, which is a poem which actually talks very much about that. So we were talking before about how it's affected businesses, how it's affected people's day-to-day living. You know, I think everyone has been affected in some way or another. People that we know, obviously, a lot of people in the creative industry, theatre shows, tours, um, self-employed people. It's, you know, businesses. Everyone's been affected. We've been affected. You know, uh, some of you may have seen or may have come to our Dance with Flavia classes, which is a dance school we've just set up, uh, which was going full full guns blazing. We had a course and two, two drop-in classes. And, you know, sadly, we've had to cancel them all for the foreseeable future. We are trying to help our students. Um, we've got private groups set up. We've, we've just filmed a couple of videos for the course um, t- couples today to keep them motivated, keep them engaged. The single ladies classes we are going to talk about now about something we might be able to do for them as well. But, you know, the point being that everyone has had to suffer in some way here, even to the point that even with FCM Fit. Now, we, you may well know if you're listening to this, you're probably quite um, au fait with what FCM Fit is. But FCM Fit was something that we set up together collectively, which was an online business. You know, this was a business which we had to do online, which provided fitness, nutrition and well-being and everything else. And it was a a membership program like a gym and you joined and whatever, you know. And two weeks ago, we were gradually getting there and all of a sudden the spotlights come on. And um, unfortunately, everyone can't work and everyone's now online. So it's it's kind of put us in quite an interesting scenario because it is our, you know, it is a business we all very much set up for it. It's not been easy getting there and i think a lot of people now well now they're experimenting online doing classes which is fine and stuff like that they will start encountering kind of issues because we took us a year to get to this point you know there's kind of insurance there's safeguards there's you know medical questionnaires there's music licensing there's all of these things that if you're teaching online you need to obviously consider because if it's going to be any way shape or form of business then you have to have all these things covered obviously there's lots of people out there doing free stuff now which again is understandable to their situation but then for people like ourselves who are trying to run a business it's kind of becomes makes it more challenging for us because we are the marketplace has been absolutely flooded in in a week in three days you know so all we can do uh, is keep providing what we're providing top quality content you know we have the safeguards we have the insurance we have the the music licensed we have the hd stream class studio lined up you know we can provide all of those things and 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 uh you know hopefully we've got some great members on board now and and i I think when we set out to do fcm fit we wanted to stand out from uh, you know a lot of other uh, 
people out there and uh, and that's why I did the diploma that's why I wanted to gain more knowledge in the fitness field not just the dance field so that actually the content that we create is you know really valuable mm. um, you know to our members um, and <clears throat> I've learned so much doing the diploma and so I feel you know we feel very confident don't we that what what we're offering yeah. is um, it's reliable it's safe it it works yeah no it does and I suppose we've got to also try and adapt and try and change with the situation. It's growing every day. So as of, um, I think this week, we are have decided that we are going to um, add some more content to the FCM Fit membership. As you know, at the moment, we have the three-month, Flavia's three-month phase workout program, which is all streamable from online through the website. We have the Dance Hit intervals teaching technique videos we also have the live dance it class on the thursday which is going really well which yep. is you know streamed in hd it's also in stereo sound now the thing is that a lot of people doing online stuff will realize that actually not only syncing music but actually doing it in stereo and having the rights to do it is very difficult it's important i think when somebody's doing a class that i mean for us it was very important that you know music for me is like priority if you're dancing and you've got no music or the music, you can't quite hear it, it's horrendous. It's the worst feeling ever. It's like dancing offbeat or whatever. Mm. So for us, it was very important that the, the, you know, the stereo sound, you know, it took us a long time to make sure that we had a you know, good quality sound for our members so that they can ramp up the volume and really get kind of involved in, in whatever the, you know, the class is. Yeah, so... That's all in place and that's what we can offer. But I think, with, as I said, with everything going on, what we're um, intending to do is actually add extra live classes. So I think you can talk us through what's what that's going to be. Yeah, so we're going to do three classes now, three live classes a week. We've obviously got our dance hit class, which will stay as normal on a Thursday at seven o'clock. And as you said, that's going really well. Um, it's interactive, so it's really nice that people can let me know that they're joining and uh, there's time at the end of the class as well that I can answer people's like little questions and tell me how you know they can tell me how they're getting on which has been really fun to have that extra little bit of interaction it's not just a one-way thing but we are going to add a class on a Tuesday and that class is going to be um, it's going to change every week so that it's new every week and you know members can get something different all the time so it's going to be between a core circuit it might be a balance circuit it might be a little tabata you know a half hour tabata or something um, a stretch class stretch and relax um, so I'll just keep the Tuesday class changing weekly so every week is a new thing um, and it will be based around my phased workouts anyway, so that those who are doing my phased workouts will, will benefit from it as well. Um, and then on a, uh, where are we, Tuesday, then Thursday. Thursday we've got Dance Hits. Saturday we are going to do my Dance with Flavia class, which I was running at the Nuffield Health in Guildford. And basically... Um, I've had to stop, obviously, because the gym has closed and I had lots of ladies that were coming to the class who were loving it. It's for ladies and men. It's basically you dance singly, so you don't need to have a partner. Um, we did the cha-cha, we did the samba, then we were going to go on to the rumba and the jive and things like that. So that's going to happen on a Saturday, so same time as it was at the Nuffield Health, but it's going to be running through FCM Fit. Now, the important thing is is that obviously we're, we're obviously a business you know, so we've had to put very strong safeguards in for that business. So any sort of live 
online or streamable workout or dance plans that dance plans that we do have to be safeguarded and they so they have to go through fcm fit and you'll have to do a parkour which is a basically a very short medical questionnaire before you join because at the end of the day it's protecting you and it's protecting us and that is the correct way to do it it's no different from what a personal trainer would have to do when they're doing clients you know it is very very important that if you are training people through online resources that there are things in place like park use and insurance and safeguards that protect both parties and that's what you will have if you go through fcm fit so that is why the dance classes the core classes and everything can run through that and we'll be able to facilitate that yeah so really looking forward to that so we'll be sending out mail outs to everybody to let them know how they can access the live classes through the closed facebook groups you remember if you want to do the live classes which i hope you will do and you are a member then please join the fcm Fit and the um, Dr. Flavia Facebook groups. Yeah, and what we're also going to be in the process of doing by the time this podcast goes out, I'm sure will be in place, is that we are going to ensure or try to ensure that we are going to be offering seven-day free trials because a lot of people have inquired about joining us here and they want to see a little bit more. So that will give you a chance to take a live class, take a couple of live classes, take a look at the content that's coming through. And of course, you can proceed or, or 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 cancel. So, and of course, on the website, you've also got all the nutrition. We we always forget it's not just fitness and dance. You've also got all the nutrition, which I know a lot of people, a lot of our members are really interested in. They send us photos of their recipes that they've tried out, and I think now more than ever, you're spending more time at home. It's great to be able to maybe try some of the recipes and and uh, and eat well, and you know, boost your immune system as well. Yeah, and I'm going to be doing some. Starting this week, I'm going to be doing some nice little videos, which I'm going to be sticking into the members portal on the Facebook group, which will be, I was thinking of actually kind of creating little videos of recipes of things that you can make, but out of out of very simple ingredients. Because of course, if half of the nation out there who are unable to get the ingredients in the supermarket, so we're talking about flatbreads, we're talking about simple stews, we're talking about salad dressings maybe you've not had to make a salad dressing before but maybe you can't buy them in the shop so i'll teach you how to make them so there's going to be some really really valuable content going through the nutrition and the food side as well and i think the main thing is you know this is not a hard sell at this you know difficult time this is obviously the interesting thing for us is that we set this up a year ago we we decided to do an online business and it's just quite interesting how it's ended up that now everything is going online mm. so we are offering so much you know to members um for i think a relatively minimal fee you know we're giving you know as much as we can I and mean, we're working 24 hours a pretty much trying to feed the content it is as we've always said it is just me and and jimmy it's the two of us doing everything you so forgot my name then didn't you i nearly forgot your oh, name no, yeah you wasn't sure what to call you <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so we are doing everything so we are working non-stop for you guys um to try and support you and and help you through this so i think should we move on to our lovely interview with Haley and neil Haley and neil did some training resources with Haley and neil at parallel coaching um they're great guys and really inspirational and we do look to them a lot of the time to be motivated and uh, this interview was done when recently we were in Cornwall and they were came down to, to visit, so we um, talked stuff with them. Parallel coaching, what's what it all about? What do we do, Who are we? <laughs> yeah. 
So first and foremost, I suppose we're a fitness training provider, well, fitness education, and we sort of help fit pros get qualified, but mostly focusing around revision, anatomy, learning yeah. the body. Yeah, so that's probably most of it. Yeah, working with people that want to change careers. Yeah, I'd say. i say it's the main people we work with. And I think our main principle is that we're dedicated to more. So we want it to be really specific that we can help people in a way that they never even dreamed was possible, isn't it? Like yeah, I think more. a lot of our learners are stuck in their career or doing something they don't particularly like. And we just help them get to something they really want to do. Simple. You enable change. No, I like that. I'm a change enabler. Yeah, change enabler. <laughs> we do come up with some good That's ones. Good That's, That's quite good. But no, jokes aside, I mean, it's what got me through my exams, definitely. Oh, and uh, I think I ended up, well, I did all the, obviously, because you give so much great free free content anyway. Well, that got me through the A&P, didn't it? And all the mock questions. Yeah. I think That's what brilliant. We, I'd say we, we actually do is we help. All the other training providers yeah. do a better job. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a really and, good and way of putting be, it. I'm not going to be disparaging towards no. I'm not going to name any other training providers. But there's certain things that are missed out, which Absolutely. I see as fundamental. And I think if you just understood these basic terms, which most people see when they're passing the fitness courses as a, a hoop to jump through mm. and just valuing those hoops a little bit more, I think that's what we do. Yeah. Mm. Is we just allow them it, to do a better job. But that Absolutely. allows you to then believe you can go and exactly. pass your exam, which is invaluable. I think exactly. believing in someone else is invaluable. Completely. Mm. And I got to quite, I did so many of the mocks and I was like literally, you know, by the end of it sailing through that it, exactly that gave me the confidence to say, I can do this exam. You know, I, I, I know what I'm doing. And then I remember for the level three, I got to the nutrition <laughs> for level three. And you kind of had a flick through the book and you'd say, oh, no, you'll be fine with be the nutrition. Right. Just, we'll do this in a couple of weeks. Yeah, give yourself <laughs> secretly. <laughs> he was like, oh, my God, there's like so much to learn. And, um, you know, obviously being a dancer, anatomy and certain things made a lot, lot of sense, you know, within well, reason. But nutrition is a real thing that I never kind of looked in, you know, into at all. Mm. So that was quite mind boggling. So then I, I, I got one of your, your nutrition Revision. Awesome. And mm. I did all of that. And I sailed through the nutrition, didn't I? I've had nutrition. I, I did really a comment, well. though, you mentioned you're like, you've never focused on nutrition. I, that baffles me. As a dancer. But not necessarily as a dancer, but for Joe Blogs, maybe mm. listeners, mm. that we just take nutrition for granted. We yeah. do. Breakfast, lunch, snack, Completely. dinner, snack, pudding. Completely. You've been doing nutrition several times a day. You know, let's, mm. you know yeah. for 35, 40 years. And we've never taken it's, consideration it's for what's going in, the effect that Incredible. has on the body, how it makes us think, how it makes us feel, how it makes us act. Everything. Everything. How many calories go in, calories come out, and yet that is the fuel to our body. Absolutely. Mm. We're not I completely agree. But also, I well, one of the things so I, I said... Sorry, tangent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got taught to make an apple crumble at school yeah. in home economics. No, but I said that. When and I was, that was about it. When I was doing the nutrition... Yeah. <laughs> at least you were allowed in home economics. Yeah. <laughs> I had to sit outside and behave. Yeah. I wonder what. <laughs> one of the things I actually said when I was doing the anatomy, physiology and nutrition is why did we not do this at school? Because I think it would give kids like an... an a chance actually making a choice. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're all going to be, you know, even at, at that age, maybe I wouldn't have taken in as much or believed in it, but there'll be a percentage of kids that really will like 
get it and it'll make them maybe not smoke and not drink too much and eat the right things and but we're not taught that, are we? Like you said, you you made a. I think we don't I have made life classes. Boiled well, eggs or something. Different options. Just a yeah. simple, just a simple. What is a carb? What is a fat? What yeah. is a protein? Mm. Exactly. Real simple. What I see it as really simple. Like mm. terminology. Yeah. Terminology. Yeah. 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 And even I've you know I've been a dancer. Read, you know I knew what good food and bad food was, but I didn't know enough before I did the nutrition. But even we ended up making. Simple changes, didn't we? Mm, that massively yeah. made a big uh, difference. Uh, yeah, made massive differences, and it's so simple to do. Yeah, well, something I certainly from working with end users, working with clients myself, I always use the analogy of small hinges swing big doors. Mm, yeah, mm. you know, and it and it's not about a radical nutritional change or a radical change to your lifestyle. It's usually the smallest hinges swing the biggest doors. Completely. Mm. And if you can just apply, say, one small thing every you know, seven to ten days, go, cool, I feel like I've got that in the bag now. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big that's deal. That's the key, the consistency. The consistency. Yeah, that's it. And go, cool, am I ready to add on another kind of yeah. small hinge? Mm. And over time, we get a result. Yeah, Massive we live difference. in a, a world or society where we want instant gratification. Mm. I want the results right now. Make yeah. a radical change. No, but seriously, I mean, you guys are very much, what we like about you quite a lot is the fact that you have this sort of, motivational idea of about life about the fact that you know i mean tell us a bit about this morning routine you've got some nutty morning routine i mean we, we like we walking the we dogs at six o'clock in the we morning which is right six and take the dogs and then, out and we thought that was pretty and and not a lot of people know this actually let's if we do rewind back to kind of 2014-15 it was incredibly stressful growing parallel um days were what 18 20 hours Got massive. I'm gonna say I got massively out of shape. My weight yeah. did increase. So some part of that kind of liberation from that, even though I've been in fitness for like 15 years, I knew what to do. I just didn't do what I knew. What you needed, mm. Yeah, completely. So you know, common practice wasn't common mm. sense. Is that right way around? Uh, common sense wasn't common mm. practice. Mm. That way okay. And um, so 2016 was a big shift point for us mentally. I suspect that's probably the lowest we've ever been in life. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah. And so we found Maybe. this morning routine that helped us lift up our day. So it'd be like getting up at five o'clock in the morning, doing our morning fears, doing some meditation, which we mentioned a, a bit about earlier. Mm. Um, and it's evolved over time, hasn't it? So the, yeah. the kind of the, the newest thing, I suppose, change, is putting a morning sea dip in. Wow. wow. So, okay, um, so we just tell us a bit about the mo- sea, and, the word sea I heard yeah, in that. It's cold in February. So yeah, it's like uh, nine, so basically we 10 now, degrees at the moment. We usually get up in the morning, we go for a bit of a walk with a cup of tea, and then as soon as we finish the walk, we lit now, by the way, this goes from a nice, warm, comfy bed, yeah. to yeah. now standing <laughs> at the back of the car, uh, yeah. having to strip off to basically not a lot, yeah. um, and then get in the sea, which is freezing. So <laughs> it, it, it sounds like a great idea. But if you do mm. look back at, say, the, the, the lifestyle we had, or where we were mentally and physically in 2015, 16, yeah, we were doing things that challenged us radically. Okay, I understand, yeah. And we, were, we weren't necessarily in control of those. Mm. We weren't in control of our actions. We were reacting as opposed to responding. And it left us with a great amount of growth as a result, I would yeah, say. Yeah, so the, the, the concept behind the morning sea dip is, is we're choosing something that's incredibly uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but learning how to respond to that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
And dealing with that. And dealing with the stress, yeah. the stress response. You're breathing, mm. your heart rate shoots up, your breathing rate shoots up. This mm. is panic. And it and it's learning how to respond to that stress mm. and not react. And do you think that helps you like later in the day or mm. in, in other like difficult situations that you Massively. find yourself in, you bring yourself back to being in that water and being able to focus and control and maybe contain your like energy or your anger towards somebody or your and, hit the nail on the head. and for being able to make a decision and then follow through with it I think mm. that's probably the biggest thing like we made make a decision when you get out of bed mm. that I'm gonna go and yeah. do this and then not getting there and chicken out but mm. I'm, I'm actually gonna do it yeah so and then you the things you know think the amount of decisions I think mean, you know what is it like 40 50 thousand decisions you make in the day I can't mm. remember, it was on one of your previous yeah, ones. yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know the conscious decisions that are tough throughout the day. Maybe in work, that might be a phone call. It mm. might be um, being vulnerable on a video for mm-hmm, a YouTube mm-hmm, video or mm-hmm. a bit of training. Or a food decision. Or a or food a... decision. Mm, yeah. And so, yeah, those all pay across the board. Yeah. The message there is, it's like, if you've gone this far, Why not go all, go all, all in. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's like the message for so many people in health and fitness or whatever mm, challenge mm, you're facing mm. is, if you've got this far, yeah. go all in. Yeah. Mm. So what would you say, finally to wrap it up, what would you say are the key components? Let's say, you threw it at me, at us when we did the interview with you guys. Let's say in three three ways to help you be successful. Do the work. Oh, nice. And it's something that, you know, my coach has instilled in me for a good three or four years. And it's something that has been... Throughout parallel coaching, throughout the the stuff I've done with uh, clients, do yeah. whatever, <laughs> whatever it you takes. need to do on lots of different topics yeah. that are you know part of your life. Yeah, so that, yeah, exactly. that I think that's very good. Su- that's yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. Mine isn't as concise. The first one would be belief. I think you've got to ha- either you've got to believe in yourself that you can do whatever it is that you're setting out to. So whether that's passing exams, whether that's achieving a certain fitness goal or a weight goal or whatever, you've got to believe it. If you don't, you'll self sabotage every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say consistency, which links into what you mean about doing the work. So like, do that consistent thing every yeah, in single... spite of all the challenges, yes. all the barriers, in spite of what you friends could and have family a horrendously say. stressful week at work. But still do the things you said you were going to do. Yeah. Like, mm. just do it anyway. Yeah, just because yeah. Yeah, something <laughs> yeah. throws, a life will throw a curveball at you. That doesn't mean you don't do the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think my last one is about having other people around you, whether that's one or two. Yeah. Nice little high five. Yeah. And one or two people around you, or whether it's a group of people, but have somebody that is going to hold you accountable and push you mm. to do that little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm inherently lazy, especially compared to you and your standards. I can be inherently lazy <laughs> um, and choose the easy option. But if I've got someone there like checking up on me, am I going to do it? Am I not? And that's what having a You'll coach is You'll push a little about. bit further, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. just to push that bit more. So belief, consistency and like but that, I'd say Just to add on to that, for that person, because I do that for you and you mm. do that for me, is to actually be quite on a apologetic on your approach to that Mm. quite ruthless Mm, mm, mm. because if you actually want to go from a to b you can either pay with a reason or pay with a result Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm. yeah yeah and it's easy to pay with a reason yeah. Really easy. Mm. You, can, you, do this you can come up with oh, hundreds absolutely. like just off the top of your head. <laughs> yeah. But actually, did you do the work? Yeah. Yeah. Yes or no? Exactly. Oh, you got a result. You got a result. Yes, fantastic. Well, let's move on. Let's turn the page. Mm-hmm. But if you say no, I didn't do it, then just 
unravel all the reasons why. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Go back, to, go back to the beginning of the book, yeah. the barriers, which yeah. comes back to belief and commit yeah. consistency. Well, there we are. There is Hayley and Neil giving you their little tips and secrets to how they stay motivated. And uh, that, I mean, those cold morning dips, though. We've seen the evidence. We've seen the photos. And it's... Uh, Wow. I mean, that's something else. That is, that is, uh, you know, brave, should we say. I mean, it's, we do the six o'clock dog walks in the dark in the rain, which is our sort in the of winter, yeah. waking up. But I think actually to go as far as going into that freezing cold wow. water that time in the morning. Wow. But they say, they do actually say, I remember that Chris Evans used to say about this cold shower, turn the last five seconds of your shower, turn the cold tap and it just kind of does something to you that you'll never, the rest of the day will be like buzzing. So I can see the actual benefits of that. Still doesn't make me want to do it though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Well, I think that's it for this week. But I think our only message to anyone who's listening is what everyone's saying at the moment, which is to stay safe. Take heed of the advice. As I said before, the only way we're going to get through all of this is if we have collective responsibility and work together as a population a and a society to to make the necessary changes to our lifestyle to ensure that we can get through this wretched, wretched disease. And I think it's that the old saying, you know, better be safe than sorry. Yeah. So if you're in doubt about anything, you know, going out or seeing somebody, just think better be safe than sorry in a scenario like this when the results could be so devastating. Well, I've got a very poignant way to finish the show this week for our message to you. And this was a poem, I think, that somebody, one of your... Yeah, it's my two members of my family, actually, at different times shared this with me obviously my family probably all feel the same about you know the planet and the things that i was talking you know about before okay so here we go this is a poem called lockdown by richard hendrick yes there is fear yes there is isolation yes there is panic buying yes there is sickness yes There is even death. But they say that in Wuhan, after so many years of noise, you can hear the birds again. They say that in Wuhan, after so many years of noise, you can hear the birds again. They say that after just a few weeks of quiet, the sky is no longer thick with fumes, but blue and grey and clear. They say that in the streets of Assisi, people are singing to each other across the empty squares, keeping their windows open so that those who are alone may hear the sounds of the family around them. They say that a hotel in the west of Ireland is offering free meals and delivery to the housebound. Today, a young woman I know is busy spreading flyers with her number throughout the neighbourhood so that the elders may have someone to call on. Today churches, synagogues, mosques and temples are preparing to welcome and shelter the homeless, the sick, the weary. All over the world people are slowing down and reflecting. All over the world people are looking at their neighbours in a new way. All over the world people are walking. All over the world people are waking up to a new reality to how big we really are, to how little control we really have, 
to what really matters, to love. So we pray and we remember that yes, there is fear, but there does not have to be hate. Yes, there is isolation, but there does not have to be loneliness. Yes, there is panic buying, but there does not have to be meanness. Yes, there is sickness, but there does not have to be the disease of the soul. Yes, there is even death, but there can always be a rebirth of love. Wake to the choices you make as to how you to live now. Today, breathe. Listen, behind the factory noises of your panic, the birds are singing again. The sky is clearing, spring is coming, and we are always encompassed by love. Open the windows of your soul, and though you may not be able to touch across the empty square, sing. The FC Unfit Podcast with Jimmy and Flavia.